Mattingly, get rid of those sideburns. What sideburns? You heard me, hippie. that you definitely would subscribe to not knowing it's going to be two weeks in between each episode but we said that the last episode so that's more on you than it is on us uh guys welcome welcome back it's your boy brian from the movie mayhem podcast once again joined by the man from queens himself mike Blanagan. what's going on guys how's everybody uh how's everybody been treated these past two weeks that's right yeah it's been uh realize you can't respond it's been a long two weeks i think uh it's 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 kind of crazy because when we started this stuff last week, it was more like camp was just about to open up, and you know guys were kind of like teetering on the idea of of not playing, and then they then after that like the like everyone got tested, and 
I think they said like only like one percent of the players were positive. But there's like a whole list of guys out there that are like, oh, these are pretty impactful players that <laughs> kind of got tested. Yeah, the, the one the one percent was like the one percent of like wealthy people in America. They yeah. weren't like, you know, oh, this guy's like on the bubble. It was like, oh no, it's like a huge player. Yeah, it's like, like Freddie Freeman and Joey Gallo and <laughs> yeah, it's like all these like important pieces to your team. And you know, obviously we wish them well. I know Freddie Freeman's been struggling a lot. They his wife said that he kind of got it like the the worst. I think a lot of guys have been asymptomatic. But he actually, like, he's been wiped out and has has all the the harsh symptoms without going to a hospital. So we do wish him well and a speedy recovery. But, uh, you know, that kind of leads me to a question. Like, with guys now in camp and some guys, like Buster Posey, he, he dropped out in the past week and a half because he's adopting two, uh, uh, I'm sorry, he's adopting twins that were born premature, so he's... You know, kind of taking himself out of the equation to run a risk of catching COVID or getting hurt. Now, if you're Freddie Freeman, you you already had COVID. Would you be like, all right, well, give me four weeks and I'm going to be ready to play? Or you'd be like, you know what, maybe not this year. I think I'd have to lean maybe not this year. Um, but that's coming from someone who has been pretty cautious about this whole thing personally. Um, you know, I think he would be he he doesn't fall under the uh, kind of guys who get paid anyway um which is you know is what it is um i think he's still young enough that uh, you know losing a year obviously sucks um you know it's not really ideal for anyone but uh he's young enough and has kind of a good enough career trajectory going that i don't think a year off and when it's a year it's you know it's a season it's, right. it's 60 games whatever um off is going to impact him too much um, also, you know, I mean, from a non-baseball perspective, you know, you read like Tom Hanks saying that you know, he feels like his bones are like jelly, like that he, he still doesn't feel all the way. And, you know, if you're going to try and rush back for the sake of, of a paycheck when you're already making, you know, you're probably sitting on $24 million like in the bank, you know, right? because uh, everybody has financial concerns. But if, if you're going to risk your whole career, you know, for 60 games for a team that needs you, but but frankly, is, is good enough to to probably stay in the running pretty pretty well without um, Freddie Freeman on there. You know, I think every time I'm I'm just going to lean cautious, and I think a lot of these guys are. Yeah. Um. You know, especially as testing goes on, and you know, you're going to get more players testing positive, or more coaches, more managers testing positive. That's just something that's going to happen. Um. You know, and I think a lot of these guys are going to start as time goes on to uh to kind of rethink things and and say you know, look, I can get hurt this year and, and my career's done, or I can, you know, sit it out for a little while and come back next year and be just as healthy and just as productive. And, you know, I mean, look, all these guys lost service time to World War II, right? Right, exactly. You know, Ted Williams lost, like, three back, years, right? Just fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I, the the thing is, like, the, the Braves also just signed uh, Yasiel Puig within the last two days to ma- uh, make up for lost power that uh, Nick Markakis decided to opt out of the season now Nick Markakis is a guy who signed a one-year deal and he's he's now at the point of his career where he'd be more considered a fringe player where he'd be like uh he's not gonna be I mean with the Braves they respect him a lot that he's still in their starting lineup but they'd be like well we're kind of pushing you out the door and you know letting like Austin Riley or someone else kind of take your spot soon like you like you like he sees the end of his career but he's taking the chance now he's, he's not taking the chance he's he's opting out of the idea of 
catching a disease that he could bring back to his family, which is, you know, it's smart on his behalf. Um, who else? Um, also, like, a couple other injury things uh, that I know of uh, up here in New York. Uh, the Yankees seem to be going right after each other, uh, just just out yeah. there. <laughs> Giancarlo Stanton decapitated uh, <laughs> Masahiro Tanaka's head the first day of practice. The, the craziest thing is that I walk into work and they have the spring training game on and uh, one of my coworkers, Harry, who's a big big Yankee fan, you know, he's, he's like, oh, I'm so happy the Yankees are back, they're back, they're back. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. So I go and I get dressed in, in my uniform and I come back out and then all of a sudden I see Stan just poof, line a shot up to knock his head. I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Yeah, it was, it was grim and especially, you know, coming from, from a Yankee fan, especially everything we dealt with last year. It was uh, a little bit like, yeah, here, here we go. Like, it's, <laughs> we're, we're taking out, you know, a second, third, but, you know, two, three starter, whatever on this team, uh, you know, 25 minutes into to practice. Um, thankfully, though, it seems like he's actually doing okay. Yeah, I think he, and since he was able today, to, he was able to turn his head, I, I saw when he got hit. And I mean, it's a softest yeah. part of the skull, but he never got hit in, like around the eye or the nose, which would have broke a ton of bones. As we know, yeah. one of our friends got hit in the eye with a like a softball and broke his orbital bone, but uh, that never affected his you know can do spirit. Guy still showed up to every game with uh, great cleats on, ready to play. Put me in, coach. <laughs> guy's a trooper. Um, also, uh, well, uh, Aaron Judge had been hurt the last couple of days, and he uh, had a stiff neck, and this is going to lead into a question I I, I kind of threw out to you earlier before we started recording. Uh, so Aaron Judge had a stiff neck. He was out for a couple of days, and a lot of people in New York are kind of that that like Grim Reaper kind of rearing around the corner. It's like, well, he's been hurt for you know in the last two years. He's played less than a hundred games. He's this, this, this. So I know last last time we spoke, we were thinking maybe in the future, Aaron Judge moves to first base. Do you think now with this short season? Uh, his risk of injury getting larger and larger because he's going to try putting the team on his back. He's one of these guys who's like, you know what, boys, I got you. I'm going to run into a wall. I'm going to dive. You know, I'm like eight feet tall. So when I dive in the ground, it's like a fucking meteor hitting Yankee Stadium. <laughs> like he's, he's kind of a risk, like an injury risk. I, I hate to put it on a guy so young, but he, he's faced a lot of injuries in, in three years since his rookie year. Do you see a point where if they don't move him from the outfield, that maybe the Yankee fans start losing their patience with Aaron Judge? No. Okay. Uh, I do I do not. I understand the... In terms of injuries, what Judge has going in his favor is that we did not sign him from another team. Okay. He is our problem, top to, back, you know, top to front, Whatever you ever say that phrase, top to bottom is yep. what I was looking TVs. for. Sorry, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's our problem. He's our guy. Um, you know, we didn't shell out for him at the expense of giving one of our guys a chance. So the idea that we are giving somebody a chance to to play and succeed, I think, goes in his favor quite a bit. Um, that being said, in what three let's say, three more years, when they throw a billion dollars at him and this continues. Yeah, people are probably going to say you shouldn't have done that and be a little upset. Um, but again, also going in his favor is that as long as he 
you can still crush home runs, people are just really going to stop giving a shit yeah. um, about you know him, him staying on the field. Because if you get him for 86, 100 games a year or whatever, um, you know, and he hits fucking 38, 40 home runs, that's pretty great. You know, you, people are still going to pay with that. Do you think, like, you know, the, like fans will kind of be like, okay, like, you know, we don't, we only have you for like forty or fifty percent of the season, but as long as you're healthy and ready in October, that's all that matters now. Yeah, I would, I would lean towards that being a thing that that's okay. Yeah, you know, I, I not ideal. Um, I think he's actually an overall uh, great player. I think he's underrated um, for you know being the yeah. number one jersey in MLB. <laughs> I think he's a fantastic outfielder. Yeah, that does, um, that gets kind of overpassed. Like his defensive skills are like his arm is phenomenal. His his range in the outfield. He I think he came up as a center fielder as well. Like mm-hmm. he's athletic enough to play all the positions, but he's yeah. a prototypical Yankee right fielder. Yes, he's also a great base runner. He's an all he's an all around good baseball player. I mean, if he can stay healthy, you know, for for a couple, he's still young. Yeah. And, you know, if he can stay healthy for a couple of years, like yeah, that guy's an MVP candidate. Yeah, well, I think this could probably like home runs. Yeah, like if he stays healthy this year and puts up twenty-five to thirty home runs, he's gonna win the MVP. Because I think he's got he's got mass market appeal, like a lot of things that will help the game, and they'll be and Mm -hmm. they'll be like, you know what? I think MLB will kind of push the writers to be like, this guy, this is the one. Like, go for him. Because also, Mike Trout may opt out. His wife is, Mm -hmm. I think, expecting their first child, and he's been on the fence. Yeah, I think the first week in August, um, that's supposed to kind of come down the pike. Yeah. So it's it's actually gotten to a point where I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off, but a lot of fantasy experts are saying if you have the first pick, avoid Mike Trout. Like he, like I looked at the top 100 fantasy players, and he's like number eight right now. That's insane, right? That like that's I'm I mean it is kind of, like it is kind of one of those things where it's this grim thing where you're like yeah. I can't draft like if you get like last year I drafted Mike Trout he was my first pick mm-hmm. and I was happy. <laughs> it was a good choice. It was a good choice. I mean my team was killing it. Yeah. But like it is tough to kind of see this guy who he he had the like he has the exact mindset that everyone has who has a young family. It's like you know like everybody who killed Daniel Murphy when he had his first kid and he took three days off in the beginning of the season. It's like how dare you take three days off? It's like he wants to see his fucking baby. And, you know, I don't no. put that... And also, Mike Trout's making stupid money. So he could take oh, yeah, a year off. Yeah. Mike Trout could opt out of the next, like, three years and still not even be concerned about finances for the rest of his life. Exactly, yeah. And plus, no one knows who he is. That whole, like, thing. Like, Mike Trout can walk down any street in America and no one will know who he is. Yep, that's... I mean, that's that says more about the state of baseball. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's absolutely true. I mean, if he wasn't wearing a hat... There's a good chance I'd just be like, that guy's humongous. Just right. keep going. That guy has no fucking neck. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, a thing that a thing that I'm actually happy about seeing in baseball right now is there are guys who are trying to play with masks. Uh, Clint yeah. Frazier of the Yankees it has been very uh, outspoken, which Clint mm-hmm. Frazier normally does, but he's actually like kind of like, – and that's why I like him so much. Like, if you want to trade him for, like, nothing, I'll give you Robinson Cano for – that's going to be a no for me. But, uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see you know, how much uh, there's the Steinbrenner influence comes back to, uh, to home of the Yankees this year. Like, oh, 
four years of Robinson Cano past his prime for a 24-year-old outfielder? <laughs> Sounds great. Let's do it. Let's make that deal. Yeah. It'll work. It works on MLB The Show. Why won't it work here? That's, <laughs> I, I hate to say it. I do think Clint Frazier is a great trade candidate. I don't yeah. think he has a spot right now. I think what they're doing a little bit – sorry, not to get off topic here. No, no, it's fine. Um, I think what they're doing a little bit is running out the Brett Gardner clock. Yeah, I was surprised that they did. I think it's because he didn't retire. And I mm-hmm. think if Brett Gardner retired, like with CeCe, it's like they signed him. They're like, okay, retire Yankee, you know, and end it. And, but Brett Gardner still has some left in the tank. I think he's got a lot left in the tank. Yeah. I think Brett Gardner's another player who's been completely underrated his whole career. Yeah, he, I mean, he's he got overshadowed by who he plays with. Like, he's never been the guy. Like, But, like, like even a couple of years ago, like, maybe pre – I, I want to say pre-Johnny Damon days. Like, if he was on the Yankees, right? Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> way back. So, yeah, I made a face instead of saying something out loud, but I haven't <laughs> thought about pre-Johnny Damon days since right. pre-Johnny Damon Like, days. if he was the, the one of the outfielders to replace, like, Paul O'Neill and Bernie Williams, and he put up the numbers he had, he'd be beloved. Lovely. I mean, he is still loved by the Yankees uh, in general. Like, the, the fans in general, they love him. You know, I see, like, 11s out there all the time. At uh at the stadium because I go there all the time. You know I'm a frequent visitor of Yankee Stadium, <laughs> but I think his legacy as a as a and that's also like how he said before with the state of baseball. His legacy as a baseball full rounded baseball player is very low. Like they they yeah. don't they don't showcase these guys. No, he's uh you know and, and not to compare him to Cal Ripken, but he, he's like a Cal Ripken type player, right? He just goes to work every day, gets the ball, runs, does everything well enough as a major league baseball player um, without being too flashy. Right. You know, except for that time he had like 30 home runs in the season. <laughs> Nobody knew what was going on, including uh, Brett Gardner. Um, but back to the Nationals, yeah, I think Clint Frazier said he's going to do it. Uh, I believe D. Gregorius Yes, he's due. He, I just saw the article. He won. He has a kidney issue, so he is in high risk of it. Which I'm, su- and I think the reason why he's playing is because he signed that one-year deal with Philly. Mm-hmm. So he maybe wants to like up his stock before next season. Right. I mean, is... I w- oh, sorry. Oh no, please. Uh, I mean, I would like to see more players try at least try this last, especially this last week of training camp, try to play with a mask on. See what yeah. happens, especially infielders, outfielders, or whatever. But like infielders, and when you're up at bat, give it a give it a shot. See what happens. Definitely, and you know, I mean, you got to figure MLB is a trillion dollar business at this point. You know, however much it is, there's got to be somebody out there who can invent a safe and breathable mask for athletes to wear while they're you know there are there are like running masks for cold weather things like that. Yeah, you know, I mean that there's. That guy who invented the thing that goes over everybody's head right, for the winter games? Well, not winter oh, games, like, but the, like the Oakley glasses and some written. shit? No, like that, that head covering thing all the guys wear now. Oh, shit, yeah. The Under Armour stuff, like the the hood. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Where's Under Armour? Just give, give give these guys a mask that keeps them safe, right. lets them breathe comfortably, and, you know, I think things would be all right. Um, not that I have a direct line to anybody with Under Armour, but, you know. I mean, um, I think yeah. something that these guys, I think you're right. I think these guys should consider it. Give it a shot, you know, this last week before games actually start. Just see see how it goes. And, yeah. you know, you hate it. You can't play with it. It's blocking your vision. 
right. you know that that is what it is. MLB is not mandating that, but you know the more you can do to keep uh, yourself and your team and uh, your family safe is, is definitely the way to go there. And so. plus, it's it it sends a good image that there are people at playing at the highest level of baseball socially conscious enough to wear a mask. And right. you know you hate to say like it's a like kind of a. If you think it's a political statement or not, and we've kind of like in um, movie mayhem, we we talk about wearing masks all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, go to T Public and you could go buy one of ours. You know, bro, like that's <laughs> what's up. But like, <laughs> but it is kind of it, it is important when people see someone in the in the public eye wear a mask. It does like, even if it affects maybe like fifteen percent of their fans, that's still fifteen percent more people to the idea of safety, and that's what we need. And that's when we'll get back to being back to going to games back to you know stepping on nachos that have fallen off like three decks and you know kind of that 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 ideal of like the normalcy of baseball which you know i can't wait to go back to i I can't either i mean it's uh i actually was uh out for a run earlier today and i saw two guys there's a lot of warehouses um over by where i live so it's actually pretty nice for running you can kind of avoid a lot of people um so it's makes it easier for that but just like a giant warehouse parking lot. There was like two guys having a catch out there. Nice. <laughs> oh, shit. Like that's like a perfect social distance activity. You right. gotta, like if you're standing less than six feet apart and it's not like you and a child, you probably shouldn't be playing catch. But right. like, <laughs> you know, so it was, uh, I was like, that's a really, really cool idea. And, you know, the idea of getting back to that, of, of you know, seeing your friends, seeing your teammates playing a little bit and, and hanging out is definitely something that's going to be lacking. Um, you know this season um that being said will i be standing outside of uh, a local bar here watching television uh drinking beer through a straw with a mask on my face 100 <laughs> percent. i'll be out there opening day 7 10 p.m um you know standing there rain, rain or shine uh and drinking beer out of a straw under a mask and you know it, it is what it is and for now you got to do the right thing and stay safe and then you know like you said brian like next year you get back to it yeah. it's uh i mean it's and even even next year, I may wear a mask to a game, especially like yeah. the first couple of games I go to, and especially if we like we do what we did last year where we travel to a game, yeah. you know, I might I might wear a mask, but like it doesn't it doesn't affect me. But like I mean, what I, like I mean, hmm, how can I phrase this? There's no real smell that I'll miss directly from a baseball game, you know, with a mask on. Like there's nothing. But overall, but overall it's just the atmosphere, and I know we've talked about it and. We've talked about I've talked about it plenty. It's like there's something about a baseball game and going to a game, you know, that's that's just so much like it's so different. Like when we went to St. Louis, like it was a completely different like even though it's the same game, it's such like a different world. Like I I I think I've said it plenty of times. Like it was weird for me as a Met fan to go to a game where everyone is like, oh yeah, we're all Cardinals fans here. (laughs) It's like there's not like. A Royals fan who like couldn't afford to go to a Royals game, like you know, some Yankee fans just kind of come to a Met game. Yikes! Um, <laughs> but it's like no, it's like no, like you're you're a Cardinals fan or you ain't. Like that's it. But so for yeah. me, like that, like that was kind of like a cool thing. Uh, and you know, I and I can't wait for that. And you know, and I th- also think that people can't wait for us not to talk about that because they want us to get into our topic. Uh, so yes. we're actually going to take a bit of a break so I could add in our our gimmick. So just give it like. Like five seconds, and I'm gonna <laughs> gonna throw in our gimmick real quick. Maddie, for the last time, get rid of those sideburns. Look, Mr. Burns, 
I don't know what you think sideburns are, but... Don't argue with me! Just get rid of them! Okay, and we're back. You know, it just... Like I said, I've gotten really good at editing on GarageBand, which is what I use. So I want to, like, really be a pain in the ass to you the entire time. And with uh, with our last episode adding in those sound clips, I think I think it works for us. Yeah, I think it's... We need something like that. Yeah. And when we do our first live show, it's going to be wild. Or not. Who knows? We're going to pause and just hold our hands over our mouths (laughs) and hope for the best. We won't actually pause the audio. No. We'll just real quiet. Maybe somebody will hold up their hands and and lazily count to five. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? (laughs) You know what's funny? Like, I I love the fact that you're you're so new to, like, the podcast game, and I'm so, like, old and, like, not bitter, but, like, there's certain things that I do that when I hear, like, people, like, especially new podcasts, they're like, okay, we're gonna do this, this, and this. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, okay, that's not gonna work for now, but, like, (laughs) don't worry, don't worry, it's good, it's good. Um, to be on it, like last week when you guys were, uh, you and Rice were talking, and I think you guys were just starting to eat dinner, and like, yeah, I'm just gonna eat yes. through, like, I'm just gonna eat through the podcast. I'm like, I don't know, I, I have a, I have a rule, and you haven't met crazy podcast Brian, which is no food on the podcast whatsoever, <laughs> no food. Like, if you're, if you're eating, we'll wait. I don't care. Like, eat your food. No food on the podcast, because just imagine. Now, now, if you're walking down the street trying to get to your work, and then all of a sudden you start hearing people go nom 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 nom, just start like like eating that that nasty mouth noise. That's true. It's a good point. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the game, pal. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you thought I was weird being the the softball manager. Just like now, we're in a different. I know. Group. You've been in charge of me for such a long time, man. <sighs> I've only got paid for it once, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. All right, so our topic today, uh, we alluded to it last week, and because the season is going to start literally, I think, the week after this episode comes out, which is, you know, good for us, uh, we're yeah. going to we're gonna be doing some predictions. We're going to do uh, who we think is going to win each division, catch the wild cards, you know, who may be the MVP, who will be the Cy Young, uh, will there be a big sleeper, like kind of a, a person you didn't expect, uh, who's going to be a disappointment, you know, and kind of just battle it out from there and uh yeah so yeah and also who's going to be in the world series and who who will win the world series that's yeah yeah you know how prediction shows go everybody this isn't the first time this has happened come on now (laughs) all right mike you've been doing work all day you want to start us off uh yeah do you have any particular uh way you want to start off here uh let's do our division winners. Let's go. Let's start from the the west to the east, and then we'll get to the wild cards. All right. So I'm going to start uh, in a more obvious way here. Uh, I'm going to start with the National League West um, because I feel like this entire division is a layup, and the Dodgers are going to run away with this. I, I don't know about you. Yeah, um, I said the same thing. I feel there's no shockers there. Um, I don't really think there's another National League West team that can stack up to the Dodgers. Um, and, I, you know, however, I, what are they at now in terms of, of championships? You know, I, they're, they're, they're the class of that division, and I think they're going to run away with it. I think adding Mookie Betts is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You know, David Price opted out, but they didn't really give a shit about him anyway. Yeah, um, he was more of just an add-on, really. Yeah, the Red Sox are trying to get rid of him because he uh, 
Yeah, he was rude to Eck, but uh, <laughs> Dennis Eckley has like gets scared every time he sees him on the plane. So yeah, so he's like, I want to ship in L.A. It's no problem. But um, yeah, you know, I'll be honest with you, I don't really have much more to say about that other than you know, I think the Dodgers are are the class of the division. They're they're just gonna absolutely uh, run away with it. So who's who's your pick, Brian? I also I agree with you. I think the Dodgers are gonna run away with it. I don't think Colorado has enough right now to compete with them. Uh, I know, like, without uh, Ian Desmond's not going to play this year, Daniel Murphy's getting older and he's kind of breaking down. I know the Universal DH will help him, but he gets hurt a lot, too. Um, Charlie Blackman's going to be – he has COVID, so he's out for a while, and, you know, it's going to be tough for him to come back, even if he does come back. Um, I don't like – I never liked their pitching staff. I don't like their bullpen. I know they got some good players and all, but like I just don't I don't see anything. Arizona, um, and that, Arizona also, they they're, they're like a fun like oh look at them go look at them go. I hate you know I hate to say they're a non-team, but like I just I don't even like think of them. Yeah. Like when I was doing this list, I was like oh who else is in the National League? Well, I'm like oh the oh the Diamondbacks, eh. right? You know, and maybe I, I've been to whatever whatever the name of it is. Uh, Bob? I think it's called. I thought it was like Talking Stick, but I, I might be. <laughs> it could one. be. Who knows? But uh, it's it's a gorgeous um, stadium, a really, really fun environment, a lot of fun. Um, but it was like the most typical Diamondbacks game I could imagine. I couldn't tell you who they played. It, they were in it for a little while and then just sort of faded out. Um, I couldn't tell you who pitched. It was just a... Uh, it was the kind. Of, it was the equivalent of like putting on, you know, Sports Center in the background. Yeah, you're aware it's happening, but that's there's nothing really there. Yeah, I'm um, trying to look up their depth chart to see if I know anybody. And like, well, that but, being said, uh, we're not up to it yet. But I will say later on, a Diamondback um, pops up in an interesting place for me. Oh, is it Madison Bumgarner being a thousand years old at 29 years? Being the That's only right, Madison Bumgarner has been pitching since 1896. Yeah, <laughs> and he's still mad at Mac Mon- Max Muncy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I kind of have a a soft spot for the uh, San Diego Padres. I like that they're a young team. I think it, this could be a good year for them, being such a short year, and them kind of like you know what, like we've got youth on our side. Let's go balls to the wall. I think. Uh, they just got Tommy Pham from the Rays, but I believe yes. he also has COVID. So, uh. yeah. so, but I mean, they have enough in the tank to be like, let's just fucking go at it. But I do think that the Dodgers are stacked. Yes, I think that being said, it would not surprise me if um, you know the Dodgers run maybe doesn't last much longer than this. They're stacked, and I, I think that especially if they re-sign somebody like that's, um, I think they're set up for a long time. Right. Uh, I do think that the Padres are really, really well set up for these guys to age into this league right as the Dodgers. I mean, yeah, right um, as the Dodgers age out, the Padres are going to age into it. They're going to come in. You have guys like Tatis, their pitching staff, all these. um, What's that guy's name? He's like a weird name. Paddock? Paddock, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like guys that are going to come up as guys like Kershaw starts to kind of fade out a little bit. And I think they're really, really well set up to, um, you know, not this year, but you know, you say twenty twenty two, 
you know, maybe maybe they they all kind of gel a little bit more and they can really do something. So yeah. no, like maybe Will was wearing batting gloves. Who knows? Um, <laughs> that might help them all. So. Yeah. Uh, okay, do you want to go to the AL West or do you want to go up to the Central for the National League? Uh, I'll, I'll go to the AL West here. Okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a bit of a bomb. Oh shit! So I hope you're ready. Um, in terms of winning the AL West this year, I actually have those plucky young upstarts, the Oakland A's. Oh no shit! So do I. Yeah. Oh really? Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that, but yeah, I have them. Uh... I don't know if you can see either, but yeah. Right <laughs> I I love the A's in this short season because they're usually like a second half team anyway. Like this is perfect exactly. for them. They have enough time to stay as healthy as they can. Right. Uh, and, you know, I I think that all those guys are just primed to just absolutely go for it. They're a good team anyway. And they're not, they haven't been getting paid since March, so they're obviously very hungry. Oh, my God. Obviously. I don't think those guys ever made money in the first place. Exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think – I really think that they're uh, – have been – they have been a team on the rise. I mean, defensively, get the fuck out of here. Um, you know, Matt Chapman's outrageous. Um, right. And they got a kid at first base who's like an, an, a nightmare for pitchers too, right? Uh, Olsen? Yeah. Olsen. Matt, Matt Olsen. Matt, Matt Olsen, yeah. Like, they've got um, a Marcus Simeon in the middle, and they just got a really – and the kid in center field has a hose for an yeah. arm. It's just unreal. I think that they're really primed to make a move. Um, you know, that being said, I guess the A's always come with the caveat of they're the A's, right? So they've right. made they've runs before, but, you know, they've been struggling for a long time. I think this is probably the best A's team that I can actively remember. Um, and I, I, well, yeah, I mean, that's fine. That's that's a bit of a bold statement. Yeah. Um, and that yeah, money I, that money ball team. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, Miguel Tejada. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, what was your reasons for picking the A's? Uh, I think kind of it's kind of the same thing I have for the Padres is that they're this young team. They do get overlooked a lot because of where they play. Um, they are like, I, I, I mean, I joked about it, how they're not getting paid a ton of, like they're, they're not getting paid. Oakland was one of the first teams to be like, yeah, we're not paying anybody. Like it, if we're not playing any games. We're not paying anybody. Um, but I think, you know, they've got this kind of, we're always the spoiler mentality. And I think at this time where people are just like, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of coming in. You could see it in some camps where like, it doesn't seem as like tense. And like Definitely. guys, like, and I think there's something in Oakland. I think it's also maybe because of their manager, uh, who who gets them to be like, it's like you know what, tomorrow you may die, and now literally tomorrow you may die. So right. just put everything out there. And, and exactly what you said, they do often play like a spoiler. Um, you know, late late in the season, they're always they're always in it. Mm-hmm. Whether they're actually you know making making a playoff run themselves, they are always kind of in it so now you're in a situation where right you're in a playoff run from you know from where to go uh so yeah i think they're they're primed to succeed um i think they crush baseballs yeah um yeah i think they're gonna be a really good offense and yeah i think they i'm not gonna say run away with it but i would say that they they win yeah. easily with somewhat easily win their league i think um what's 
like what's kind of great about Oakland is um oh shit I just I just had it in my fucking brain you can always tell where they are like mentally that season by the trade they made like you could like when they was it they traded like Yoenis Cespedes for John Lester and it's like oh shit they're going for it and then like they right. made a trade for like I think Jeff Samarja and like you, like I think that was the same year and it's like oh shit they're trying to lock it down with pitching and then like other right. years you see them kind of like well, we'll take this guy for this, like, decent prospect, or, like, we'll take these spare parts. And you're like, oh, like, oh, shit, like, Oakland's in it. Oakland, like, and I feel it puts right. everybody else in that division on notice. I mean, Seattle's not going to con- compete. They haven't competed since Griffey retired. Like, no. I mean, I'm sorry, since Griffey got traded to the Reds. Um, but, like, you, you kind of see, like, and I, and I don't think Houston's going to be any good this year. I don't. I think they lost too much. And I think that the big problem, and one of the reasons why I don't have Houston winning the division, is um, doing wrong. Sorry, I love to. I just want to say I love the Dusty Baker signing. I feel they needed a steady hand, a baseball guy, get away from their whole overly analytic-minded team that they were running for a little bit. Just get an old school baseball guy in there to kind of like guys shut the fuck up and play baseball. Uh, That was a great signing. That being said, I think they're going to come into this season, even though obviously there are much bigger things going on in the world, with a chip on their shoulder. And I just think they're going to carry that chip uh, just a little too far. You know, they're, they're going to be pushing to show that under you know different circumstances and with um, you know essentially all baseball eyes on them, uh, they can still play. I think they're going to be pushing all season to be the absolute best, you know, to win 60 games this year. Right. Uh, and I think that's going to trip them up. No, I just don't they can go for that, so. Well, yeah, you also got, I think, George Springer is on his last year of his deal, so he's going to be pushing mm-hmm. his free agent contract. You got, you know, you got, I think Houston, they are always a good team, but I feel that they also need help from Houston, too. Not like, not like a cheating thing, but I feel that the uh, Minute Maid Park or wherever it is has become such a like a, a vaunted place. Players kind of you know it's a di- like like it's a different like vibe. Like you could see on the TV, like you could see like that left field box getting on opposing teams left fielder and kind of like the, the dimensions of it kind of plays with it. But when now it's going to be quiet, you kind of have everyone could just be you know playing their own game. Right. Yeah. And I think, like I said, I think that's gonna. I think that's going to throw them off, you know, that, that energy. And I think a lot of teams are going to have to, to contend with that. Um, but a lot of teams are a little bit more well-suited to it because they're not also trying to contend with the fact that 90% of the other players in the field are like, you guys are fucking scumbags. Right. You know, like, that's it's kind of the way it goes. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't see them. They're obviously going to be a factor, of course. You know, they are a good team. Um they're far superior to the Mariners, but I don't think that they're uh, they're going to be a huge factor. Um, sticking in Texas, I also don't think the Rangers are going to be a huge factor. No. Uh, you know, I, I like the revamped rotation they have. Um, I think that's going to be good. But I also think that, and I'm, you know, 31 years old, I've heard a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> One of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my entire life is staking the future of your your team and your rotation on Mike Miner and Lance Lynn repeating last season. Oh my god, no. 
that was never going to happen. And I mean, you know, there are people who get paid a lot of money to figure this shit out. I am not one of them, <laughs> but I tell you that if like oh I was the GM of the Rangers and somebody came to me and they were like, look, we're going to build a rotation around this core of these two guys. I would absolutely fire that person. Like It's funny because also I think Atlanta last year was like, we'll give you three of our best prospects for Mike Miner right now. Just give us Mike Miner for like our best pitching prospects. And they're like, Nah, we got a future, bro. We're going to sign yeah. Kyle Gibson. Right, Kyle Gibson. How did I forget about him? <laughs> ace. Like, uh, Corey, they got Corey Kluber. But he's also, he's. I feel like he's in the same discussion as, like, Madison Bumgarner. They, these guys have put so much innings on their arm that it's like, his health is not going to last. No, it's. I mean, it's already breaking down, right? I mean, yeah. Texas essentially sight on or tra- uh, traded for him essentially sight unseen after a while you know you don't know what you're getting from him um i do i mean joey gallo opted out i love joey gallo um actually before he opted out i actually was considering him as a uh, a sneaky mvp candidate really yeah um huh. yeah he's actually on my uh, mlb tap baseball 2020 team okay fuck rakes <laughs> So I figured he, if I was, if you know, I'm running he, away with the division. He game. fucking kills kills me all the time in MLB the Show too, because you like, he, like you could you could beat him easy or like some like certain pitches, but when you leave it like, like a weird pitch, you try pitching him inside, he just like in the game he just turns on it like he crushes it all the oh, time. Yeah, like it's insane. And and I know they got a new state, and I think and it also sucks for the Rangers. They just got a brand new stadium, yeah. which looks. From the air, like a barbecue grill, and from the inside, like an, an immaculate cathedral to baseball. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is the Texas Rangers play there. Right, and I mean, you know, uh, we're only we're only in episode two here, so people probably don't know this, but um, I've never had any great love for the Texas Rangers um, at all. Yeah. You very actively rooted against them in those two World Series they lost. Actively, I actively rooted against them the entire time. You stopped a Halloween party just to watch the David Freeze hit. I remember That's that. Right. Completely. That was a, that was well timed though because that was a historic World Series game, and I really wanted to watch. I think it. people were playing cornhole, and you're like, "Everyone, stop! Stop what you're doing! <laughs> Shit's about to I was go like, down." This is important shit. And then I made a joke, which pissed me off because nobody got it. Um, I referenced the Iceman cometh, and everybody was like, "I don't understand what that means." Um, it's a novel. It's a play. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. Uh, now I sound fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, I was really upset. Um, yeah, I, I made a I made a literary reference to a play when David Freeze hit that that home run, and everybody was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? That doesn't even make sense." And I was like, "His name is Freeze. The Iceman cometh." Like I think they made it in that Batman movie too, and maybe nobody got that either, and that's the fucking problem. But that's a whole other issue I have. <laughs> Being alive. Um, By the way, happy retirement, David Freeze. Would love to have you on sometimes. I know you're a big listener. Yes, please, God, David Freeze is awesome. Um, <laughs> um, let's go up. Let's go up to the central. Let's go uh, to the heartland. I think right. this this could be the toughest one of the toughest divisions. I think the AL Central holds possibly like the toughest of of it all. Yeah. I agree. Um, but 
with that being said, um, I am going to do another no surprise pick here, and I'm actually going to go with the Twins. Okay. Um, you know, I think you're adding Josh Donaldson to an already really good team. Um, what's his name? The Tortoise Tortuga. Oh yeah. Castillo. Uh, <laughs> great. Um, great for baseball. Fun guy. Makes the game more interesting to watch. Um, you know, as as most Mets fans can attest to, watching a big fat guy fly around the base this is just everybody's idea of a good time. It um, is. It is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can agree too. You know, I paid. Bartolo Colon was also a Yankee. Um, <laughs> I think they're going to be a really good team. I think they're going to absolutely mash, and I think that is going to make up for a number of their other deficiencies. Um, you know, I did. Yeah, <laughs> that's really it. I think they're just going to crush home runs again. And, you know, it's going to be weird when a bunch of guys, you're like, holy shit, these guys only 20 home runs. They're, like, fucking amazing. And then you're like, it's only 60 games. Like, yeah, right. 20 home runs games is, is a lot. When, um, when eight of nine players have 20 home runs, yeah, you're like, oh, fuck. They, they really for six weeks, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think they're uh, – I actually think they're going to run away with it quite a bit. I think Cleveland is also, um, you know, trending downward. Um, yeah, unfor- yeah, unfortunately, Cleveland kind of they kind of held on too long to that 2000 was it 2016 15 yeah. the, the World Series team. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16. Yeah, and like they they kind of they didn't really like improve themselves, and they also you know I, yeah they, they they don't have Bauer they don't have Coop, uh, Kluber which we were talking about uh, they have like Clevelinger uh, Shane Bieber who did well for my fantasy team last year. But I yeah, think... no, they're I, they're not a. It's not they're a bad team. Right. It's just that they're they're trending downward, and I think the Twins are actually a team that is trending upwards. You know, they have like like I said, I think Josh Donaldson is a huge addition. You know, and he's he's a baseball freak, right? What did he mm-hmm. his debut with like twenty nine? You know, however old, so he doesn't have a lot of a lot of wear and tear on him. Um, Donaldson, you said? Yeah, Donaldson. Yeah, he's also a converted catcher. So right. He could have his body should have been broken down by now, but, the, but since not. he since he moved over to third base and with the DH now, I think him and Sano exactly. are gonna. I think Sano moved over to first. Yeah, and Sano is gonna absolutely just crush baseballs for yeah. a while. That's hopefully. I mean, you know, we've been waiting for him to put that together for a long time, um, but I think that's really gonna be a, a fun team to watch. You know, over the summer, I kind of, um, I kind of have. Oh, this is my wild, my wildest pick of who I think is going to win. Um, I think the White Sox are going to kind of surprise everybody. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm buying in. The White in. Sox is my potential sleeper for the American League. So. Okay, I mean, I know it's, I know it's kind of, uh, you know, they sucked last couple of years, uh, but they have, they, they got uh, Dallas Keuchel, they got. You know, I mean, uh, was it the the kid Kopech? I think is going to come Kopech, up. He's, yeah, he's a stud. Uh, Dylan Cease is also another stud that they got. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I, Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson is king swag of baseball right now. Yep, he, he's one of the best shortstops. Uh, they got that kid. They got uh, Eloy uh, Jimenez in the outfield. Yep, who mashes. Uh, you know, it's it is. Uh, yeah, he hit. Oh shit! In 468 at bats last year, he had 31 home runs. He, yeah, he's he's a monster. And he's got mm-hmm. like, and now you just and and also it's kind of the same thing with oh and Yon Makanda's hurt right now, but he'll be fine. 
Uh, it's just that hit them in Oakland, I feel, are like, you know what? Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Right. You know, I, f- I feel a lot of the times when you play 162 games, a lot of these teams with younger players are just like, just get, you know, just try to get your work in, trying to get your seasoning in. But now it's like, yeah, fuck it. Just go nuts. Just go nuts. Yeah. Like, and then you'll, you'll see. I think I think they'll be well. I think they'll do well. <laughs> totally agree. And it's, you know, we, we, were, we briefly touched on that um, last time. You know, this, this is a real let the kids play kind of season. Um, mm-hmm. Let them go for it. You know, prove your choice we have here. You, right. you know, 60 games, a cup of coffee in another season. So prove you, prove you can do it. Let's, let's, see, let's see where you're at, and we'll, you know, we'll take this for next year. Right. And it's even White Sox where they're like, the average age has got to be like 26 on that team. There's not, I mean, Mankata's, I think, the oldest guy, and he's like 31. Um, <laughs> uh, well, they, what was it? They signed Edwin, uh, Edwin Encarnacion. Oh, he's 37. Okay. So he's uh, like 58, right? Yeah, he's, he's a thousand years old in baseball. Time. A thousand years old. Right. He was pitching, he was uh, hitting against Bumgarner in uh, the 1903 yeah. World Series. It was great. <laughs> I don't know. For the, uh, the, the um, Cleveland Browns Baseball Club. Yeah. <laughs> So actually, real quick, you said Cleveland Browns baseball club, and we, we briefly touched on the Indians um, trending down. So I just want to take it in another direction, real quick, while we are in the American League Central. Name change? What's that? Name change? Name change. Yeah. What are What are your thoughts on that? I like it. I I could I I mean I have no problem with changing up team names. I think every team should do it. Every like. 50 years, if they're not good enough as that team, like in 50 years, if you don't win like five championships, change your name, change the whole thing. One a decade? Yeah. That's not that hard to ask. What the hell would the Mets be called by now? Um, let's see. The Corona Chop Shops. The, uh... Okay. Actually, the Chop Shops would be great. That's, right? that's, that's a good one. The, the uh... Cup, like a billion different names. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I think... Like, there's so many things. You could call them, like, Mama's Empanadas. You know, there's... Yo. Right? Mama's Empanadas. Uh, quick shout-out to Mama's Empanadas. Um, maybe one of my favorite places in Astoria, and uh, such a bummer that I moved just far enough away <laughs> that I can't get them all the time anymore. But I'm, I'm telling you, there's such, like, like a great... Like, you could, like, you could have a lot of fun with it. Like, there's so many, like, cool things that you could name a team. And especially, and especially like landmarks around, especially New York City, because there's so many yeah. things. Like, like it, it doesn't have to be a joke, like how I just you know named you know Mama's empanadas right. or whatever. But like, it, it there's so many different things. Um, the Yankees, I don't think they'll ever. They, they, I think the Yankees will win just like one per like. Yeah, <laughs> they're like with the Yankees. They'll, they'll be like, oh, it'll be like that. Uh, the time, like, wow, can you believe it? A Rod's like two home runs and ten RBIs away from like 30 and 100 for the year and the Yankees going to like extra innings and he gets 30 and 100 like right. that's you know I, I I agree I think they would always find a way to sneak in but yeah. but I, I think like yeah like I think it it doesn't bother me because it doesn't like offend me but I can yeah. understand if it does offend people to be have a team named the Indians or the Braves or the you know the Redskins which is just retired or like the Seminoles and like there's, there's thousands of these teams hundreds of these teams named after, you know, after a culture that they may not fully understand or fully respect, and they're just doing it because it sounds tough. So, I mean, I don't have a problem with them changing the names. And also, like, I saw the Cleveland Spider logo mock-up. That's that's what I was. That's actually what I what I was thinking because yeah. I think that's really cool. That's uh, how, that's think... that's fire. I like that. I like that logo. That's cool. 
I also think it's kind of great the idea of um, anyway, so, side note I, I fully agree I think all these names should at the very least be revisited right now mm-hmm. and plan put in place to uh, to sort of adapt you know they're, that's very hurtful to a lot of indigenous peoples and uh, you know I, I, I think it's a good thing to change all those yep. um, that being said I absolutely love the idea of a team that hasn't won the World Series in 1954 renaming themselves after a team that is historically the worst baseball team of all time. I, <laughs> I can't believe that Cleveland has nothing else going for it. Nothing. Call themselves. The... I mean, they could call themselves Cleveland. Remember that one time LeBron won a championship for this town? Like, that could be it. They could be the Cleveland Midges. Everybody in New York would be pissed the entire time. Jabba Rudy Chamberlain Jr. would be the mascot? <laughs> He'd just be standing there, like, swatting things off the back of his neck? 100%. Um, anyway, just wanted to touch on that really <laughs> okay. quick. I, I do so like you're, you're saying the uh, the Twins, I'm saying the White Sox. There you go. Now we move over to the National <laughs> League. A couple side notes on that one, yeah. but... No, it's a, it's it's a fair point because it is a topic of conversation that will be happening soon, and by the, by yeah. next year, there will be some new Cleveland merch. I, I that yeah, <laughs> that's gotta go. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, but we'll leave it at that. Maybe we'll do another episode discussing uh, some, some hypothetical changes. Cleveland team names. Boom! There you go. We'll it'll take hours. <laughs> a top one hundred list. <laughs> All right, so who do you have winning the NL Central? Brewers. Brewers, the Brew Crew. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to have – I think Yellow just turned into one of the – he's had to get out of Miami. Right. Uh, he's one of the best players in baseball. Um, you know, I think he's actually over – since last All-Star break, I think he's actually been, even with his injury, um, better – than, than Mike Trout, which is fucking insane to say out loud, but I think that's going to be the case. Uh, my numbers might be a little bit off, but I think he, it's either... If, if your numbers aren't off, he's definitely the best value for someone. Oh, he's getting paid like $2 million a year. It's yeah, fucking... and he was traded for like literally nothing, like Lewis Brinson or something, like something like yeah. someone that no one even heard, like they didn't even in the starting lineup for the Miami Marlins right now. Um, but yeah, I think that Yelich uh, throws the Brewers on his back. And I think they uh, pretty much, again, like I've said before, you know, I think a lot of these guys are, are running away with it a little bit. Um, he, to, you know, he start. started a tradition in uh, Milwaukee, like Milwaukee sports, right? Where um, was it? So at Bucks games now. So if anybody from a Mil- like the Green Bay Packers, I think uh, the, the the Brewers as well, and I think there's another team that that kind of just hangs out there. They get put on the jumbotron. They have to chug their beer. Oh, wonderful! So him and uh, one of the Green Bay Packers linemen, I think David Bakhtiari, just chugged full beers, like full like twenty dollar beers. And Aaron Rodgers just you see him kind of sip his beer, and he's like, yeah. he's like, "What do you want from me? I'm I'm old. I'm very old. Yeah. yeah. It's like I'm. I don't need to do this. I don't need your approval. Uh, I love it. I, I love Yelich. I think he's. Uh, I think he's a great player. Um, I think he's going to be a great player for for quite a while. Um, and yeah, I think he carries that team. I think you get you know Ryan Braun for all his uh, for all his faults, essentially kicking Matt Kemp out of baseball. Um, but Ryan Braun for all his faults, um, 
Yeah, I think you stick that guy at DH, just let him hit. You know, I think they they have a good team. I think yeah. their bullpen, outstanding. Um, and I think that's going to carry them over a lot. You know, I think a lot of teams are going to rely on their bullpen. They have, uh, was it Hader and Kerbal back? I think his name's Kerbal. The other pitch, their closer who got hurt last year, who's good, like primed yeah, to have a good year. His name either, but yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I pick the uh, the Cubs to actually win. I'm, I'm I'm actually big on Chicago this year. The whole state, the whole town. I'm big on it. Big time Chicago guy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm all for uh, those those deep dish pizzas and shitty hot dogs. But I I do think having like Kyle Schwarber available as a DH. And taking him out of the outfield helps their defense. Um, they uh, could move Chris Bryant, I think, to left field, and then they have like a bunch of players that are, you know, pretty pretty good. I'm gonna look up their their depth chart real quick, but yeah, I think the uh, the Cubs can definitely outmash everybody a little bit in the uh, the the Central. You know, Rizzo's good. You know, they, their whole team is is pretty pretty spectacular. I don't think their bullpen is that great, Kimbrel. You know, he looked I, – but also, then again, last year, Kimbrell came in and wasn't even ready. Like, it ah. – Yeah. And, you know, you got to figure you – know, my, my, one of my big complaints about hearing these guys show up to camp not ready is, like, at the, you have one fucking job, man. Right. Just, just do it. If my job was to play baseball and make $8 million a year – I would show up to camp like fucking Greek God <laughs> and Kevin Euclid because he's a douche. I mean, like Zeus. Show up with like eight, an eight-pack abs. Yeah, 100%. Yep. My job is to play baseball in the summer and work out in the winter. That's it. <laughs> That's all I would do. Man. I don't have to do it to work with other shit. You know, it's one thing in the minor leagues when you got to go like dig a ditch on the weekends, but like <laughs> off-season, well, not weekends, off-season, but like yeah, if I'm a if I'm a professional baseball player earning like a few million dollars a year, where that's all I have to do, yeah, right. you better believe that I'm gonna take off from like October to Christmas, and then just straight through Christmas to uh, Christmas to spring training. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be absolutely jacked. Your your only off day is gonna be St. Patrick's Day. Just like all right, that's it. Day before camp, let's get fucking. That's late. it. It's One like day. A, it's like a UFC fighter. One perfect day a year. Yeah. You know? It's like it's the UFC fighter. You do train for like six weeks, just like you you cut, you you know, you get shredded, you work, and then you get your way in, and you go, all right, well now, time, where's my sandwich? I'm gonna carve up real quick. Absolutely, let me get some of them Popeyes in there. Yeah. I got a higher weight now in the next like two weeks. Yeah, hundred percent. KFC makes a set with, makes a sandwich with donuts. Get me four. Yeah, please. <laughs> oh, they're playing in Japan. Don't worry about it. I made twelve million dollars last year. Find someone to bring me. <laughs> Give someone a thousand dollars to go to Japan for two minutes and come right okay, back. I'll, you make me that guy, I'll be in great shape. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll just fly to Japan, fly back. Like here you go, I brought you soon. <laughs> um, a team I do see kind of making a name for themselves this year, and kind of they have the they have the pieces to kind of be a fun spoiler team are the Cincinnati Reds. Absolutely. Yeah, I think they I think they have kind of this. Especially, it was showcased last year with the like Derek Dietrich and uh, Puig for a little while, and then when they got Bauer, it kind of like it's this uh, you know come and get us mentality, or like mm-hmm. uh, you know you like they they weren't shy about a fight. I know Amir Garrett got right up in right up in it with the Pittsburgh Pirates most of the season. That was awesome. Uh, but they like 
they kind of have this, and that I think that's what baseball needs is like this kind of fun, plucky, you know, never say die attitude. A little bit brash, but not um, assholes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. You don't the uh, you don't necessarily want the nineteen nineties nasty boys on that team, yeah. but a little bit of like, like, hey, we're fucking good too. Come, yeah. come get us. You know, we're 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 making a run for it, and you want you want to shout at us, take it. Like we're we're here to play, and you know we're gonna play hard, and we're gonna do things like right. you know, less. Astros constantly less eighty six um, Mets, more two thousand six Mets. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Um, you know, and I also uh, just do want to give a quick shout out in terms of the Cincinnati Reds uh, to Trevor Bauer uh, for getting Kurt Schilling kicked off Twitter. <laughs> he's the, he's the absolute best at Twitter. Trevor, yeah, he, he really is. Trevor uh, Bauer is always welcome on this show. Uh, I love his YouTube channel. I love that live VP shit he does. I, I, you know, I think, uh, like I was saying before, baseball needs these kind of players that you can, you can get behind and you can, you can root for, um, because they are very normal. Um, right. You know, for all Mike Trout's skill in playing baseball, and it is outrageous, mm-hmm. right? Um, what do you really know about him? Exactly. Yeah. But then, you know what? He likes the weather. Hey, you know that—that's yeah. that's the cool. second thing I know about Mike Trout. First right. is I know he's a, a Philadelphia Eagles fan, so he's already an asshole. And yeah. <laughs> but that, he's also from South Jersey, so I get it. You know, it's not his fault. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you can you can sort of start to <clears throat> get these players to be themselves, um, you know, I, I think that's great. I, I I I love the old school style of baseball. I do. I love the. I do. You know, in some way, love like the stoicism of it and everything. But you get a guy like Trevor Bauer is going to be like, they're like, oh, you know, how do you feel about like the Houston cheating scandal? And he's like, fuck them. Right. Good. You know what? Because so many people feel that way, and you know, one of the reasons we talked about when we were even starting this podcast was like nobody, in, even you know, outside of certain certain other no, yeah, pogs, whatever. You know, baseball tends to be this kind of like, here's the formula. Here's what we do. And, uh, you know, the, the idea of players coming in and, and being themselves and be, you know, that, like you said before, let the kids play. Let, it's, it's a child's game. Have fun. Be, With, I forgot who said it, but they said baseball has built so many walls around itself and, like, steep tradition and unwritten rules that it seems so uh, unattainable by normal people. Uh, I always – I believe that, you know, we've spoken about it before and I've said it here and I've said it on other podcasts – that I believe baseball is one of the best games to watch, to be in, to play, but it's so hard for people to you know pick up. Uh, it's because it, it it does seem like this isn't for you in a way. You know, that, I don't know if that makes any sense, but no, it, it absolutely does. But it's, if you look at watching, you're not playing, right? You know, um, like if you look at like it's it's not an economic. Sometimes it's not an economically feasible sport for kids. I know growing up kind of uh, lower middle class, I was able to afford a glove and a bat and a helmet, so I was able to play. And, you know, it, like, Little League, I think, was like $100 when I was a kid. You know, now it's like you need a certain level bat, you need a certain this, you need some that, like, you need to get, like, 
you know, cleats made, like, metal cleats and not plastic cleats and then all this other shit that you you have to get, like, this checklist that, like, can total an astronomical amount if you don't make a lot of money. And especially right. now with the with un- the unfortunate of the, the pandemic and people losing their jobs, where baseball is such a luxury, having players, you know, especially on that live BP show, is, like, having players of all backgrounds kind of showcasing, like, hey, you know what? I may have not grown up uh, with some... I may have grown up with, like, the little bit of ability. I can afford a glove and I can afford to play. And then there's other players, like, you know, I had all the all the advantages. Okay, uh, let's take our softball team the for an example. Got it. Okay, a lot of us, Sweet. like, we were all making kind of our own money and we all kind of had our own... But there were guys on the team who were who had a little bit more extra cash than some of us. Uh, but what we did, and I see a lot of teams do, is that like, we kind of cover each other. And I think that's right. what people need to know about baseball is that it's not a sport of – it does seem like a sport of individual achievements, but it's a team that gets you there. Like a, the Absolutely. team covers – the sport and that's a weird thing to talk about you know the cincinnati reds about but... no I, I don't think it is because i think they're a team right exactly they're a team yeah they're a team like i couldn't sit here and, and name you the entire starting nine for the cincinnati reds i can name their entire pitching staff it doesn't matter i know for a fact they're a team they're they're a unit they're fun to watch and they're on they're on the rise yeah i, I think they're, they're going to be something something cool to watch over the next few years um, yeah, and you know, when a team a when a team is fun, it makes the game a lot better. Like like how I said with the 06 uh, Mets is like you had Jose Reyes and David Wright doing like high fives and shit, and that was fire. Like that was so fun. Exactly. You know, you get you gotta get people into. It, it, it's gonna be a little different this year because you're not. Um, yeah, you're not playing in front of a crowd, but you gotta get people into into your team and and behind you. Right. And you know think um right the Bengals are trash right cincinnati Bengals. yeah they 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 they, well they just drafted a quarterback the first pick so they've been trash for like 10 years okay i don't really watch football just a side note for everyone listening um (laughs) are trash much going on um so you know cool be the team right take take up you know, and, and be the team for, for that town and get the, the town behind you and get everybody into it. And, you know, maybe, maybe not this year, but you're, 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 you're gelling together and, and maybe make a run for it. Um, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I actually do have uh, the Reds as a wild card team. Cool. I think they're good enough for it. I don't know if they have a deep playoff run in them, um, but I, I do think they're a definite wild card team and, and someone to watch. Um, you know, over over the next few years, I think uh, there's going to be some cool Reds Padres battles um, yeah. going on from from two ascendant teams. And so. also, um, what will benefit? Speaking of what we, we just before we move on to the East, um, if you put on a good show this year, with all the shit that happened pre the season starting with the labor agreements and all that garbage, but if you show that you're a fun team, you're good to watch, you know, you got a good good vibe. Next year, that's going to pay off because people want to see that shit live. People want to come out, and so then they'll support that. And I think that if baseball stays, you know, stick up their ass, you know, we wear our home team wears just pristine whites, like get dirty, wear those goofy ass uniforms, like you know, have a little fun. 
I think that will... fucking baseball. Exactly. Playing baseball is fun. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the things I'm a, a, so for touched on it briefly last time, but like, I was in a punk rock my whole life. You know, it's fun going to punk rock shows. You know, it's fun skateboarding. You know, it's fun baseball. Yep. You don't play it like it's fun. You're not going to have, no one's right. going to have. If you play it like a job, it's going to be a job. Exactly. So mm-hmm. you play it like something that's fun. Something that doesn't, that matters. But at the end of the day, it's a fucking game. Yeah. Fun I'm- with it. I mean, I've had I've had a lot of fun when we've done we've done like softball practices and I'm like goofing around in the field. Like I don't Fuck know if yeah. you, I don't know if you saw recently, Yohannes uh, Cespedes, who uh, has been battling some injuries the last couple of years, and here's a guy who's you know he had his contract kind of reworked because he got fucked over. Uh, well, he fucked himself over really, but yeah, uh, that was his fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, he he if anyone needs to take it super seriously, is this guy, and here he is at practice. Just wearing like a bandana, like bright blue behind shoes. Behind the back catches. Behind the back catch, and he throws it like completely underhand. He's having a good time because he knows he knows what it is. It's a right. game, and especially where he comes from, like coming from Cuba and and immigrating to America, he knows. He knows like this is a fun game that's a, afforded me like, a great life. So he knows right. the deal. So let's talk about the East, real quick. All right. Because <laughs> we all know who's going to win the American League East. Baltimore Orioles. That's right. 60 and 0. They haven't won 60 games in about five years, but this is the year. If they putting, if 45 games again, holy shit. They're putting it all together, baby. <laughs> uh, no, uh, all joking aside, the New York Yankees are going to fucking dominate. Yeah. Uh, I, I, As a Yankee fan, I'm always so hesitant to predict them winning. Mm. Just also very superstitious. Um, you know, I, I I get nervous about things like that, and I, I feel like if I start calling it like it's 100, no way they're gonna run away with it. Um, you know, I'm afraid I'll jinx them. That being said, based on what we're working with, um, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I think they're gonna win the the AL East this year. Um, I think they are essentially the best team in that league, um, in that division. My my apologies. Um. You know, I, I think there are teams coming after them. Um, but in, in that sense, too, I feel this particular Yankee team is a little unusual as opposed to others. And, you know, forgive me, I'm a little bit more well-versed, um, you know, on, on my, my personal team than a lot of others. But, um, you know, they're, they're young enough to keep up with the other young teams in the league. Uh, they're you know, powerful enough to keep up with the other powerhouses in the league and, and in the National League as well. Um, I think they're really well set up for a run um, of, of quite a while. You know, maybe not those, those late 90s teams. That was ridiculous. Um, but, you know, I, I do think they're set up to be a contender for, for quite a while. I think signing Garrett Cole was ridiculous um, in the best possible way. Um, you know, it's the same way I felt after 2008 when I was like oh word we bought a world series awesome <laughs> and that was like you know in the winter I was like oh we just we're, okay okay I see what we're doing here. Oh, like, this, we signed this, CC AJ and then on a whim signed Mark Teixeira okay yeah whatever yeah, like oh yeah oh is, is Teixeira still out there yeah alright we'll, we'll throw him in um, the, the Red Sox might look at him oh here's 181 million dollars yeah. baseball robot um, <laughs> I, I do love I, I love the team I think they're a lot of fun to watch and I think you know for all 
the success I've, I've had the opportunity to to watch from the Yankees over the years. Uh, there haven't been a lot of likable teams that I can get behind, and I, I feel I'm sure a lot of people in baseball feel that way. But, but like, you know, I, I look at the team and I'm like, I didn't have root for some of these guys. They're right. great, you know. I, I they're fun to watch. They're they're young. They're still a little bit scrappy, you know, even for for being the Yankees. And um, yeah, I, I I think they're in a great position. I think they are, and <laughs> I mean, adding some of these National League teams to their schedule. I mean, you throw a bunch of games against the Marlins in, awesome. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll take them. If we start losing to the Marlins, then, you know, as soon as we get Derek Jeter on the phone, we'll fix that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, 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 yeah, I think they're going to do really well in the, uh, the, the division this year. And um, I do think they're going to make a, a pretty deep playoff run. So, that's... No, yeah, I, I 100% agree. I think what's kind of, you know, it, it is kind of great about the Yankees is if you look at the team around them, with, uh, you know, like Glaber, DJ, uh, whoever's going to be their third baseman. That's either Gio or Andujar. It's Gio right now, but Andujar is... is he's he's coming up, yeah. Uh, he's He's been working on his footwork, and, you know, it's, it's a great sign. I think he's probably spent a lot of time working. Uh, you know, you do have Aaron Hicks in center, uh, uh, Gardner in left, and Judge in right, and Stan is a DH with Voight kind of... But if you if you look at it, the only one who's getting paid is Stanton. Like yeah. that's it. Like they they, they didn't buy a and lot. Cole. Of, well, I mean, like defensively, like like you know you gone you gone from a team where it's like Giambi, Jeter, Damon, you know, A Rod, right. all these people who have these massive contracts, and then you're like, yeah, well, we just built these kids up from the minor leagues. Like Gary Sanchez is still yet to like break off. You know. Yeah. And it, it's as as a lifelong Yankee fan, it's so strange to think about because uh, I've I've essentially never seen that. Right. right? I mean, early on, growing up, you know, the, those teams that I that I fell in love with, those '90s teams, were like that, where you had all these homegrown players, and then you had this essentially like extra money to spend on a guy like Garrett Cole, or you know, right. at the time a guy like David Gilmer, you know, like like that, or Roger Clemens, whoever those those eras. But you know, having being like, yeah, our team really doesn't. Even like I don't think they're paying Lemayu like anything. No, they're like two million dollars uh, a year, I think. Yeah, they picked him up off like a scrap pile, and he was still a good player. That was a bad move on the Rockets' part, but <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, it's another franchise we can talk about. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it's been really cool to watch this team come together, and uh, you know, these I feel like these guys are are working hard, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I you know I don't want to be too much of a, of a homer on this one. I'll I'll just say that I I have a lot of faith in the New York Yankees this season. Um, I think their rotation is great. I think their bullpen's great. I think their offense is great. Their defense is great. And uh, yeah, you know I, I I would take them over pretty much any team in the uh, the American League. So. Okay, uh, let's move over to the National League. Uh, National League East, uh, biasly I think is the toughest division. I think that's. If you look at it, the way their schedule kind of breaks down, like there is no good break for National League East team, and and what kind of helps yeah. is uh, the Mets at end of the schedule kind of helps the Yankees out in the long run because we play like Tampa and like uh, I think Tampa Boston, Absolutely. yeah, we, we kind of we don't have it easy at the end, and that's that's why I did not pick them to win the division. I don't really? I don't think the Mets are gonna win. I think they'll. They'll be like I think they'll be five hundred. I think they'll be thirty thirty, and that's all I could hope for. 
I, I don't want them to do well this year. Like do like do super well this year because I feel like we are a couple pieces away from being successful. And if we are successful this year, they'll be like, Well, we did it with this. Let's just keep going. Like I I you know. So I actually did pick the Mets. Oh boy! Now at least, um, for similar reasons that I chose the Reds as as a wild card. Um, I think the Mets are a fun team. I think Pete Alonso is a, a huge um, part of that. Uh, they're they're a fun team. They're a connected team. They're a, a happy team for the first time in a long time. Yeah. I feel like. Um, I think even the, the specter of getting out from underneath the Will Ponds is uh, going to go a long way. Yeah. And, I mean, it's A-Rod and half the NFL trying to buy the Mets and, like, a couple of the rich dicks, and I don't know. <laughs> I think it'll be fine. Yeah. I, I I have great faith in, 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 in the Mets getting away from the Will Ponds. Um, I think that, realistically, the Mets pitching staff – um, lines up with any other team in the National League East in in, in the best possible way. Um, I, I would, and that being said, every single guy on that starting rotation, in that starting rotation, has the chance to go on a run. Right. So all you need is all those guys to win two games each. Yeah, you know, I I think we put a we're, like the starting lineup is the starting rotation is very good. You know, Degrom has been dominant for you know since he came up, and he came up as virtually unknown. Like he was going to be traded yeah. for Kelly Shopik at one point. Oh, what? Yeah, that's a true story. Missed opportunity. We got Kelly Shopik anyway. So really, who <laughs> we? I forgot about that. <laughs> Uh, what is it? Then it's Marcus Stroman, who's uh, I think he's on a one-year deal, so it's going to be interesting to see what he comes out of. He's a New York kid. Uh, I think his high school teammate, uh, Stephen Matz, uh, yeah. he's, he's looking to kind of not reinvent himself, but establish himself. You know, he's he's had a couple of seasons where it's like, oh, I don't know, kid. Uh, I feel like they're all almost there, and I feel like you yeah. put him in a short season again. Like you said, let the kids play a short season, just go for it, balls to the wall. It's those last two guys that I'm very worried about with Rick Porcello and Michael Waka. But I Here's Rick Porcello. Yeah, that's it's going to be a no for me. Right. Uh, I don't think he's he's any good anymore. But the bullpen and, the bullpen is stacked. I do like how it lines up. Yeah. You know, Seth Lugo, Rob, Robert Gazelman, Diaz, and uh, Jaris Familia, and then yeah. Justin Wilson. And plus we got and we could taxi in some guys. But mm-hmm. uh, I I just kind of want him to be in the middle. So that they could kind of bolster a couple things. I want to dedicate. I want a, a legit center fielder. Uh, I I also want to get. I, I mean, you want assessments will be the DH, but I, I kind of want stability at certain places. You know, it's it's been it's been a rocky rocky couple of years. So you're you're a typical Mets fan. Yeah, I guess I guess you could say that. So looking at it from the outside, I see the Mets making a run. I see the Braves being a real problem for them. Right. Historically, right? I think the Braves. I actually, I actually picked the Phillies to win the division. Really? Because you have Captain. Did that hurt your heart? Nah, not. Well, I like Didi Gregoris. He's one of my. He's, he's a, great. He is one of my favorite guy. guys. Um, I think because you have Captain White Knuckle with Joe uh, Joe Girardi as their manager now. You have Bryce Harper, who's like 
that scorned ex-girlfriend where it's like, oh, my ex won a fucking championship. I'm going to win a championship this year. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, another one of my favorite players. Oh, gosh. Yeah, you got a, they got a, uh, was it Gene Segura is going to be playing third base? They got a lot of nice veteran talent. And I think their pitching staff is garbage, but Oof, I think they atrocious. I think they can outmash the rest of the National League. And also, the Mets always have trouble with the Phillies. They always have trouble with the Phillies. That's true. So that's why I'm going with them. And also, Joe Tor- uh, sorry, Joe Girardi is always living on an edge, and Bryce Harper is like just he's on an edge as well. So they're either they're either going to explode and be like really good, or implode and just be a shit show. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, I I, I still still going with the Mets, but I I do see. I'd like to see the Mets too, but you know, I I don't want to I don't want to put my heart out there yet. <laughs> I, I notice you mentioned the Marlins at all. No, why would I? Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> Look, there are a bunch of young guys. Everyone's saying, like, oh, wouldn't it be crazy if the Marlins did something? Like, No. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, just stop it. The Marlins aren't going to do I anything. Mean, you know, you got to hope with, like, a new ownership group it wouldn't be. But every time the Marlins in the World Series, like, wow, that was, like, a really good team. And they're like, see you later. Everyone Bye. goes. Or, hey, they got a new stadium. Cool. Everyone goes. Yep. Um, we signed Heath Bell. You guys love Heath oh, Bell, right? God. I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah. Mark Burley being like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> they hi- Was it that year they hired Ozzie Guillen, Ozzie to, Guillen. to manage? That's right, yeah. They got Jose Reyes, Heath Bell, and Mark Burley, and they're like, yeah, we're ready to compete. And then by mid-May, they traded Jose Reyes. <laughs> they just sent everybody to the Blue Jays. Yeah, and they, yeah, exactly. They sent Miller, uh, sorry, uh, Burley and Jose Reyes to the Blue Jays for nothing. So, yeah, I think they got a bag of baseballs. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, fuck the Marlins. Uh, real quick, I know we, we kind of went over all the teams, but uh, my wild cards, I'm picking, for the American League, I'm picking Minnesota and Tampa Bay. I think Tampa okay. Bay can kind of, if the Yankees weren't so stacked with talent, the, the Rays would run away with it. Agreed. I think the Red Sox are purposely going to be shit this year. I don't think they're mm-hmm. going to be good. I called it out last year. I thought they gonna they were going to suck. The fact they're still holding on hope for Dustin Pedroia is kind of cute, but it's not going to last. Same. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, but, yeah, I think Minnesota and Tampa Bay are going to have a nice, fun wild card game, which I think would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, I actually have the White Sox and the Rays. Okay. Wild card game. So we just kind of switched the two. Just swapping, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I actually had originally... And I, I I changed it while we were talking during during this podcast. Um, I originally had the Angels. Okay. Um, and then as we were talking, you know, it's kind of in the back of my mind thinking about it. Um, I just don't think they have the pitching to hang in there. Hmm. And I think that I'll say this: I think that uh, right now. My toss-up would be, you know, White Sox Angels. Um, I can I can pick and choose either one. I think so much of that is going to hinge on Mike Trout. Right. But if he plays, I'm not 
fuck it. I'm actually I'm sticking with White Sox Rays because they have uh, better pitching. That's all it is. They have better pitching. It, yeah, better pitching, and um, you know, I I like every other baseball fan. I I want to watch Mike Trout playing World Series. I want to watch that guy be on top of the baseball world, um, and predict the weather from up there. Yeah, but, I don't I don't <laughs> I don't think there's a baseball fan out there that would wish the worst on Mike Trout. I think we all want him to be the like who's who's like the Michael Jordan of baseball. Right. But this season it is is going to um, be tough. Agreed. Yeah. Um I'm glad he has some protection. You know, we'll see, but yeah, I'm going to stick with my AL wild card. It's going to be a uh, White Sox race. Okay. I, my prediction is the Rays win that game. I'm gonna. I, I would say uh, Minnesota wins the wild card and then loses to the Yankees like every year. Oh, every year. The, the Yankees um, live rent free in Minnesota. That's right. I actually have. So I would say. Um, I would say Rays win that wild card game. They lose to the Yankees. Okay. But I do have the Yankees going on to the uh, 2020 shortened World Series. Same. Um, okay, so for the NL, uh, who do you have? Ready? Yeah. I'm throwing a bomb. Okay. NL wild card, Reds, Padres. Oh, shit. I have the same thing. <laughs> do you really? I have – well, I, I – Kind of, I kind of think the Reds and the Cardinals are going to tie for the second wild card and have a play-in game for the wild card game, and then Ooh, that'd be great, right? Just <laughs> like that, that extra game, mm-hmm. and I think the Padres and the Reds as well. Oh shit, yeah. Who, that's uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm glad we didn't discuss this before we did this. Absolutely. Uh, like, I, like honestly, like this, this has happened plenty of times on the like. I just seem we always seem to be on the same kind of wavelength. Definitely. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, who do you have for the World Series besides the New York Yankees? I have, uh, excuse me, I have the Reds going on. Uh, but my World Series, from that game, sorry, I just want to say that. Uh, my World Series is actually a repeat of one that's happened a few times in the past. I got a Dodgers-Yankees 2020 World Series. Okay. I have a Cubs-Yankees World Series. Ooh, I love it. I I, I want to see that. I, I always wanted to see that. Who do you uh, Who do you have one in yours? Uh, the Yankees. Me too. Yeah, I think because the Yankees also they played that game, and you know David Ross is the new manager of the Cubs, and I think Aaron Boone has since converting from the booth to the the bench, he has shown more of a a grasp of the game, and you know David Ross like David Ross. You know, he's a former, he's a backup catcher. You know, he knows the game pretty well. I think that it, it's going to show like the test of strength. Like that's the test of strength, the World Series, because you know, no matter like, because we don't know what's going to happen. Because we don't know like if by the time the World Series happens, we could be in you know total shutdown, or they could be like, hey, everything's cool, go to games again. Yeah. Hey, we're we're playing the World Series in New York. Holy shit! Right. Yeah, that's all seven games. All seven <laughs> games. We're going to bounce between City Field and New York right. Stadium. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think the Dodgers are set up um, to to be a World Series team. Uh, I just don't know if, if this makes sense. Uh, I don't know that they're a World Series winning team. The Yankees or the, the Dodgers? I think the Do- – like, I had the Dodgers kind of losing – right away i don't think they they 
them in the playoffs is very uh, hit or miss. Like, if they can't roll over teams, and especially if they play, like, a Milwaukee or if they play, you know, a, a team that could definitely, like, counterbalance them, they're not going to do – like, look what happened when they played the Mets. Right. On paper, Absolutely. on paper, the Mets should have been steamrolled. But they come in hot. They come in, you know, without anything to lose. Like, because no one predicted the Mets. And right. they just no, – like, no oh, let's fucking take it. And they took it. I still forget the Mets played in the 2015 World Series. Yeah, oh, I don't. Sorry, <laughs> <dying>, man. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, let's move on. Uh, who do you think is going to be your MVPs? So uh, I'm actually going to start with the NL because I want to. I don't know how much time we have left, but I do want to get into my AL MVP pick. Um, okay. A little bit torn on the NL between uh, I think Mookie Betts. Okay. Is going to move into the NL West and just rake. Uh, I think Dodger Stadium is going to be his, you know, sandbox. He's just, he's going to crush baseballs. He's going to be as good normally as he is defensively. Um, I think he's going to be great. That being said, uh, you know, I said it earlier, and I, you know, I'll stand by that too. I think Yelich is going to throw the the Brewers on his back and, and bring them deep into the playoffs. So I wish I could have uh, came come with an answer. I should have flipped a coin before this started, but. Uh, yeah, I'm torn between Mookie Betts and uh, and Christian Yelich. Um, probably going to give the edge now that I have to, I guess, uh, to Yelich. Uh, but I think Mookie Betts is going to spin this uh, season and uh, scald MVP runner-up season uh, into a very, very long contract back to the Dodgers. Okay. 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 Uh, I said uh, Paul Goldschmidt for the uh, Cardinals. My guy. My uh, guy. I think, you know, he's I, – I, if there's anyone – he needs to get off to a good start. He didn't get – I don't think he got off to a hot start last year, but I think now being entrenched in St. Louis and I think this, this short season does help him out. And plus he's he, – he, he can be – you know, he's, he's good defensively. He's – you know he's a he's a good teammate, and he you know people will know he's not just smashing home runs. He's like doubles and you know whatever. I think he'll be a, yeah he plays base. He, I think he'll be a high average guy. I think he'll hit like if he cra- he'll crack twenty five. I think he'll hit like three thirty five, twenty five home runs, eighty RBIs, and I think okay. and I think that will win it for the NL because the NL it's a little tough, especially if. You know, some of the like, some of the big hitters are not gonna compete and might get right. you know, uh And uh, I love that choice. Thank you. I okay. pre- I, pre- I I I I like the Mookie Betts pick, man. That's a good pick. Uh, which also like my AL MVP is Josh Donaldson. Really? Yes, because I think he is going to uh, slaughter up in Minnesota. I think. Yeah. He's like it's. And that division, like the Central, uh, especially you know playing Detroit, playing you know Kansas City, uh, and also going to, and playing in like uh, smaller stadiums like Cincinnati and and um, oh my God, my brain, and in the and then the Chicago's, which are very small comparison. I think he will have great numbers. I think he will crack thirty home runs and maybe I think low RBIs because I don't I don't know where they're put, putting him in the order. But if he's like in the top, if he's top three, or like maybe well, he'll be, bef- he'll hit before seven. So 
I think if he's at five, he'll have a lot more RBI opportunities. But if he's before Sano, he'll have less. Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. I actually have for the AL MVP, <clears throat> Glaber Torres. Woo, baby. It's Glaber Day over here. He is absolutely going to feast on playing essentially only in the AL and NL East. I mean, uh, he had a tremendous season against the Orioles alone last year. Yeah, that's what I mean. If he puts up his numbers against the Orioles last year alone this year, and, and bats fucking zero. Right. Because everyone else still runs away with it. Right. Um, and on top of that, he's got the Marlins in there who, you know. Yeah. You don't know what I Whatever. Yeah. Mar- Marlins, everybody... If you took the time to listen to a baseball podcast that's running for quite a while now, you know the Marlins are trash. Yeah. So he's he's going to rate against those pitchers. Uh, I think he's a guy who's absolutely ready to shine in the big moment. Uh, I think he is personally kind of gunning for this sort of notoriety a little bit in a, in a good way, not in a, a showy way, but in a like, I am this good. Right gonna be this this good do you think i'm I'm sorry to interrupt uh do you think that after you know with the season he had last year the the overall season he had last year defensively offensively uh and as as a teammate and then seeing that pete alonzo who you know he smacked 53 home runs but he didn't hit Mm -hmm. over 300 he hit like i think just over 250 uh aaron judge still gets a whole bunch of credit even though he played less than half the season. Glaber was out there almost every day. And he carried that team while everybody was hurt. And everyone's like, oh, you know, Aaron Judge is the real MVP of this team. It's Aaron Judge's team. Do you think he's like, no, what about what about Glaber? What about what about me, bro? I do think that a little bit. And I think, uh, I, but I also, I don't think it, it's in a bad way. No, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there are a lot of times you see guys like, you know, an easy example is like A-Rod. Everyone's like, oh, it's Jeter's team. And A-Rod's like, I won multiple MVPs. It's me. Right. I don't think Glaber Torres is that kind of player. I think he's the kind of player where he's like, watch how good I am. I'm just going to I'm just gonna do this. Um, you know, I, I think he has in, in his mind in a, in a good way a lot to prove in, in situations like that. Not so much let me show up, judge, but like, let me just let me just be me. And playing shortstop full-time this year, which is his natural – position yeah. he's going to be outstanding he's already an outstanding defender uh his offense is ridiculous and i think um you know over a short sample size you're going to see that number look ridiculous yeah. you know you, you look at uh you know a guy hits 30 home, you know i say 30 home runs in 60 games you're like holy shit he's 110 percent capable of that right uh, and I, I think this is the year that he kind of puts it all together. Uh, you know, all of his injuries are behind him a little bit. He's going to have less pressure uh, on him because he's not going to be the main guy. Um, you know, Stan's going to be back. Judge is going to be back. Um, Hicks is going to be back. There's going to be a lot of people around him, a lot of RBI opportunities around him, and the pressure is going to be off him a little bit to let him uh, go for it. There's, there's really a, excited, uh, yeah. As the Yankee fan and as a baseball fan, to uh, see what Flavor Torres turns out, and you know, way, way to go, Cubs! Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, for not for the guy we got back anyway. Uh, for nothing. Yeah, <laughs> we got everyone back. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the, speaking of the the phrase you were saying, where he's not going to show up, Judge. There's like a, a term in baseball where it's not like 
it's you don't show up, you pick up. Like you pick up your teammates. Right. Like you, if you can't bring the guy in, you pick you pick him up. Like you go help him out. Like that's your that's your deal. So I think he's he will definitely pick. Up. Like, I I I love that pick. I, I'll stamp Thank it with you. approval. Uh, we'll Thank go. Uh, Cy Youngs. I think it's I think the NL we're all kind of in agreement. Degrom. Oh no. 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 Okay. I I also put I put Bauer's name on the list because he says he wants to throw like every game. I also put Bauer on there because he's a fucking maniac. Yeah. And if anyone was going to, uh, you know, throw themselves out there constantly, it it, it would be him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we were in agreement there. But I I do think Degrom. Uh, you know, I think he's just uh, too good. Yeah. Almost almost that league, and he's going to run into a lot of more uh, a lot tougher. Um, you know, opponents that he's faced before. Uh, he's going to have to hit against pitching against the Yankees. Against pitch against um, a sneaky strong Toronto lineup. Um, you know, things like I, that are. Um, I forgot to mention Toronto. I do like I do like the this young up the, this young team up in Toronto, but they are like three years behind the A's. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, Absolutely. I mean, I 100 agree. The joke. I think the joke is that we have is uh, it's. The sons of the '97 All-Star team all play up in Toronto. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's... Um, and they're going to be really good in like 2027. Yeah, like when the Yankees yeah, age out. Before that, when the Yankees age out, it's going to be interesting to see kind of the matchup between the the Rays and the Blue Jays. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. Because young teams, and uh, the, within the next you know three or four years, I think they're going to be really uh, going at each other. I think. The Blue Jays are going to be a very good team. I don't think right now they're going to be a factor. I think they have a little bit more work to do um, on that front. That being said, I love the Ryu signing. I love that they're going for it a little bit. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I like when they bolster their pitching a little bit. Like that's a good idea. That's what they need. Because a lot of these younger teams will coast a little bit. Yeah. Right now, oh, let's see how our guys play out. Whereas the Blue Jays were like, "Yo, are like." Three, four, five is ridiculous and can line up with almost anyone. So, like, let's throw a little pitching in there and let's 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 see what we get out of that. And um, I think I, I am watching them. Mm. I just don't think they're going to be a huge factor. I think uh, if they make a trade, I think they should get David Price back because I think David Price really loved being up in Toronto. That's really interesting. I just think they couldn't afford him at the time. But if someone else is footing the if Boston's footing the bill, then. Oh, yeah. What do you have to who lose? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, and I mean, again, as a Yankee fan, who gives a shit? Right. Send him where you want. Send him. <laughs> I don't want him. But anybody else now? Okay. Um. Our last. Uh, our last category. Uh. For tonight. I mean, we've kind of went on a little long, which is good because I figured this was going to be a long episode anyway. Predictions are always tough. <laughs> and uh, we're still getting the, the feel of things. Yeah. Exactly. This, this is a big one to to do. So. Exactly. We've I've had two hour long podcasts about absolutely nothing. So this is. This is right, and we're on point, so like we're doing well. Speaking of, just real quick, speaking of uh, a two-hour-long podcast, yeah. Also, like give a quick shout out to the uh, Axe to Grind podcast, the finest podcast in uh, hardcore discussions, who regularly produce three and a half to four-hour podcasts. I'm, I'm telling, like a lot, a lot of podcasts like this, like we've done, I've done like Pick Last, which is a football-based uh, show, where we've, you know, we, we kind of early on we're like hour and a half two hours it's it's movie ma'am took a while to get under an hour and a half mm-hmm. but that's because now we're conscious of it 
but right, I think I with, but also yeah. with sports, it's tough because there are so many avenues to go into, and especially a prediction then, show where you have so many, so many, you know, things to say and you know whatever. But you, if you subscribed and you downloaded, that's all I care about. That's it. <laughs> that's so when the money comes so in. <laughs> this is more for but, us than it is for you. Exactly. Here's the deal. Realistically, Brian and I were going to be doing this anyway. Right. This is our text messages, basically. We're, yeah, exactly. So we're, we're just we're we're looping you guys into the uh, the thing, and and please we, feel free to reach we, out to the, us and tell us how wrong we are about things, so yeah. we can tell you how wrong you are about everything. Um, All right. So here's the, here's the final category. It's the sleeper pick of the year. Who do you think is going to be either like this? coming out of nowhere you know or a player maybe coming back from something you know something that you that no one was really going to expect who do, like so who do you think that will be padres padres i think if one team's going to make a s- sneaky run at it uh without any of us realizing that it's happening until it's already happened uh, i think it's going to be the san diego padres i think they have good pitching i think they have good a uh, great offense, good defense. Um, you know, anchor by Machado. We can't really go wrong there, um, and no expectations. Right. But I think if anybody's going to sneak up on everyone, and all of a sudden you turn around, and you're like, "Holy shit!" The NLCS is the Padres in it. Uh, you know that that wouldn't surprise me. So that's my sleeper pick. Uh, my sleeper pick is I'm staying. I'm staying home. I'm picking Yoenis Cespedes. I think he is going to light it up, and it's all because of that catch. All because of that catch. You you picked them too. I have a sleeper comeback listed as Yohan Assessments. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh um, man. I think he's going to prove himself quite a bit. This, uh, reprove himself, if you will, it, quite a bit this year. It's so like it's so funny. Like I, I, I we are giving you a lot of behind the scenes notes, but like I wrote all my I had my predictions in my head, so I just wrote it down before, like literally two minutes before we hit the record button. And Mike has been work like he's been texting me. He's like he's been working on it pretty hard. And the fact that we mostly hit on the same things just shows like good. we are a legit baseball podcast. I also I also wrote a note on here that says I, I don't know when I wrote sleepy real good Tim Anderson. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> Tim Anderson tip for a little bit. I, I, I didn't quite get to that one yet. Oh man, this is gonna be I, I, I think this is gonna be a very good season. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um we will be back. I think the first episode back is maybe a week into the season, unless you want to do an opening day show. I don't mind. It's up to you. We can do a little opening day one real quick though before before we jump. I know we belong here. Uh, quick prediction: Who is the worst team in baseball this year? Boston Red Sox. Follow up. Single digit wins? No, no. I don't think any team's. Gonna, I don't think. I think minimum fifteen. No, that's too much. Maybe maybe twelve. Twelve. Twelve is gonna be the lowest. Okay. Yeah. It's gonna be depressing if you think about it. We only win twelve games plus there's a global pandemic and like just I don't, I don't know what to do. Like just retire. I have on the, the spot. Baltimore Orioles winning nine games. Oof. I think Baltimore can sneak because the Baltimore Baltimore's playing four games against the Marlins, so that's four wins. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be upsetting if you're one of these teams. Like, also, who they hire as their manager? I don't know. Yeah, some guy, right? I think. Me, 
I think it's like Jim Riggleman. I legitimately have no idea. Yeah. Uh, because they're basically either they're either a waiting for Dustin Pedroia to finally retire and be a manager, or b they're like, or like wait for Alex Cora's suspension to be up. Like that's all they do. That might be what they're waiting on. Yeah. Um, the manager of the Baltimore Orioles is Brandon Hyde. Good for him. Okay. He sucked. All right. Fuck him. Okay. <laughs> oh wow. All right. It's not Billy Fuckface Ripken. He's got a resume. Yeah, what the fuck? Put Bill Ripken in there. Why? They didn't even think of that. That's a missed opportunity left right. and goddamn right. Old fuckface? You never know. You never know. Old fuckface. Old fuckface. By the way, if you don't know, Google Billy Ripken, I think, tops card, and you'll see him mm-hmm. hold the bat. It's his Billy on the back. It's his fuckface. So, obviously, Cal had a problem with put that on there. I have a picture of it on my desk. <laughs> Okay, guys, uh, thank you again for uh, sticking. If you stuck with us this long, thank you so much. Uh, if you want to hit us up, you can, always, you can hit me up on my Twitter, at MovieMayhemPod, or on the Instagram, at MovieMayhemPodcast. If you want to talk to Mike, he is over at, uh, you can find me on Instagram. I don't have a Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at FlannyPack. Feel free to send me nasty DMs. And uh, I got a little punk rock band called Controlled Substance, and you can uh, find us and send us nasty DMs at Controlled Substance since hc uh, on instagram and uh, controlled substance hc at bandcamp.com and you can find them also on spotify as well so oh, you yeah. can listen to both of us kind of together you better do that we all want them clicks <laughs> baby all right so guys we'll see you in a couple of weeks uh we'll see you for opening oh we won't see you but you'll hear from us by opening day either it's going to be the best thing ever or a, a burning disaster right we'll see where i'm at Wear a mask also. Don't be fucking stupid. Wear a mask. Clint Frazier's doing it. D.D. Gregoris is doing it. You could do it. It's not that hard. I want to get it. Yeah. I don't fucking get it. <gasps> Mattingly! I thought I told you to trim those sideburns. Go home. You're off the team for good. Fine. I still like him better than Steinbrenner.